Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. Half of the applications that you're using on a daily basis, I shouldn't say half, I'm going to say 90% of the applications you use on a daily basis that you're calling AI, they're not artificial, they're not intelligent, and it's not AI. It's amazing tech. Take advantage of the tech that you're using, but understand that it's not artificially intelligent. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a bunch of marketing. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to pretty much everyone in our community, man. All of our students from By the Hood University, the youth from the By the Hood Ownership Camp, all the members of our MDC Strategy Membership Group. Um, Salute to all you guys. I'm joined by my partner in crime as always, Core. Core, what's up, good brother? What's really good, man? Every day above ground is a good day, so let's get it on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, you guys know that this is our Wednesday pod. Uh, no longer do we just highlight brothers and sisters that look like us, although we want to, you know, bring some more of them back on. We're just having regular conversations about things going on in the world of black wealth, as well as business and finance. Um, today's topic is an interesting topic to talk about, and we're probably going to be talking about this for a little bit. But, you know, let's do our, our short intro into our thoughts of what's going on right now in the world. And we want to talk about artificial intelligence. We want to talk about AI. Right. So it's it's everywhere. Um, people are talking about it. So just wanted to, me, me and Corey were having a conversation the other day. He said, hey, let's do this on the pod. I'm like, all right, cool. But the first thing I want to say to you guys is this. Half of the applications that you're using on a daily basis, I shouldn't say half. I'm going to say 90% of the applications you use on a daily basis that you're calling AI, they're not artificial, they're not intelligent, and it's not AI. It's amazing tech. Take advantage of the tech that you're using, but understand that it's not artificially intelligent. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a bunch of marketing. Now, I'm going to start with that, though, Core, and um, lay that as the framework for my thoughts about how I feel about what's going on in the current world of artificial intelligence. And, you know, I'm going to pass the, uh, the, the, the floor to you, so to speak, the digital yeah. floor to you. But um, I just want to say that starting last so last year, um, I think it was like November, when we started playing around with uh, chat GPT, but actually we were playing around with Dolly before that. Um, and then coming into 2023, just got, you know, more and more hype. And at this point, every day, um, you know, whether it's on social media, somebody in my inbox, hey, look at this new AI tool, this new AI tool, this new AI tool. And it got to be funny where I could do nothing but laugh at it. Um, like I just said, most of the stuff's not AI, but it's still technology that can be used if you could find a use case for it. The key is to find a way to use the technology and embrace it. I'm going to give a little bit more of my thoughts, but I want to get your overall thoughts in terms of where we are right now and, you know, exposure to it. Because I do remember a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago at this point, when we were having a conversation um, with our MDC brothers and we were like, Core, no, you got to use this to kind of like, you know, make things go faster. But yeah. it wasn't about it being AI. We were just talking about efficiency. Oh, but no, give, us, sure. give us your perspective. Um, it does make you more efficient. Um, if you know what to do and to and how to manipulate the um, the artificial learning, 
then you can you can make you can save yourself tons of time. Um, it's there to enhance what you're doing and not to replace it, because if it can replace you, uh, it will. So, what's going to happen is it's not AI or artificial learning or artificial whatever you want to call it that's replacing people. What it is is people becoming more efficient and then replacing them. And so that's what I think it is. It's like people become so much, they can get so much more done, so much more efficiently that it's the, it's other people replacing you. It's not really the, the technology replacing you. It's people be getting better at using the technology that are replacing you. So that's my thoughts on it. So that's an interesting point because one of the things that people are worried about is, am I going to lose my job? Is this going to happen? Um, this is why it's important for our community to really understand the idea of acquiring skills, right? Because what you said is key. It's not that the technology is replacing you. It's that certain certain tasks are mundane, right? Certain tasks are mundane. Certain tasks are just time consuming, although they don't have to be. They can be done by computers. But it doesn't mean that the computer itself is learning and acting for you, right? Um, I, I was having a conversation with a brilliant data scientist the other day. Um, I'm going to leave his name out because he's a real low-key guy. But what he told me was, um, and I was sharing this with Cor, he gave me the term. He said, what's what's happening now isn't artificial intelligence. This is a guy that build, actually builds artificial intelligent models. He said the hype around most of the technology that we use now was really not even um, machine learning. He called it machine reasoning is what he calls it. Because it takes like, you know, the test sample, the test, the test data sets, and it comes up with solutions. So it's a language-based model. But it's only answering based on the information that it has. So it's doing more reasoning and not necessarily learning and then um, becoming smart enough to act on its own. So I, I tell you, hey, um, you know, and let's say chat GPT is the popular one at this point. Chat GPT, uh, you know, give me a paragraph about blah, blah, blah. It's going to reach into its data set and, you know, be able to determine. So that part is kind of smart technology, but it's not thinking for itself because it's still running off of your prompt. So learning how to, you know create prompts are key. Um, but what you said is important, Okor, and I didn't think about it that way until you just said it. What's being replaced is people that do work that can be done more efficiently, right? So, you know, that leads me to just make having this more conversation with our folks. We got to get in the STEM. We got to get in the tech and we have to understand what's going on. As much as I criticize the hype beast, right? Because I think right now we're in a hype cycle. Everything is AI. As much as I criticize it, the one thing I know for a fact is you can't put it back in the box. Not right? at all. But being around so long, like being basically being an old dude, I've seen the hype cycle with dot com. I remember everybody was a dot com. They were putting dot com on anything, yo, like anything. Doc, I seen the the dot com hype cycle. Um, I seen the cannabis hype cycle. Everything was um, cannabis, 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 cannabis. I've seen the blockchain hype cycle where people were just putting blockchain in their business plans and raising capital. But there's nothing like this AI hype cycle. And we were having a conversation, shot to our brother, Jay Johnson. We were um, in our group chat talking about it. And he brought up a, a great point. He said, the reason this is different is because of the fear. Because the way it's being marketing, it's almost like fear-based marketing, right? Because we have all this stuff in pop culture and television about the robots taking over. We got the iRobot. We got all these things. So when people hear the term, that's where their brain automatically goes to. So this kind of marketing is different than all of the other hype cycles we're in. 
But when you actually do a little bit of digging and you read, you see that people are raising more capital by changing their current business plan and just implementing the word AI and what they do. And it's kind of crazy, right? Um, I mean, that's what that's what happened when uh, when um, these blockchain companies, blockchain mm-hmm. companies, they did the same thing. They just yep. put it on a blockchain where most of the stuff didn't belong on the blockchain. <laughs> Great so point. They just was, you know what I mean? Yeah, they was like, taking a company was a couple of Excel spreadsheets and they called yeah, it blockchain and they got some money. Yeah, they, they raised millions and billions of dollars. That's a great point, but let me let me let me make the like let me take that analogy a little bit further. Great point because this is the conversation. I know Corey, Corey, I know you're watching the Sixers game, bro. <laughs> Shout out to everybody watching this on Wednesday. Um, we're recording literally the day before, and the Sixers and Celtics are in the playoffs, man. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. But, you know, send us a shout out when you listen to this or whatever. Uh, you know, let us know whether, you know, on the Sixers or Celtics once so you can make fun of us. But anyway, with that being said, though, um, one of the things that's interesting about this hype cycle um, versus the other hype cycle is the marketing piece first. That whole blockchain thing is real. And CNBC actually did do like a, um, a look at the capital that was raised just by adding blockchain. Um And a lot of people think that I hate on AI. And I'm not an AI hater. I just know that most of this stuff is an AI. But that analogy was interesting to me that you made because I buy Bitcoin and Bitcoin only. Everybody knows that. I'm a Bitcoin guy. I don't care about any other crypto. I don't care about your Pepe, your Le Pew, or any of this stuff, right? I'm Bitcoin. Um, but people think that I hate on cryptos. I just don't care about them. I don't, I don't give them any energy. It's not love or hate. But what I recognize is a lot of these other crypto companies are really technology companies who just you know try to put themselves in a blockchain space they to create value? Blockchain, they like you got Jesus coin, you got your Pepe Le Pew coin, you got your man, you got some, you got, you got, is, you got Doge coin. Like these outside these, of the mean coins, though, right? Some of this stuff is really. If I look at Ethereum, and this is no shot to Ethereum, Ethereum to me is a company. It's almost like a company. You got the Ethereum Foundation. You got other things they do. So to me, it looks like a technology company. And I see how it could be used, but I don't think that it's money. Whole other conversation. But um, that's kind of how I see some of this AI stuff. All these applications that I'm getting to edit video, to uh, write resumes, all these things, they're useful technology. But a lot of it is just not AI, right? So that that's my thing. But I think that we need to really start to embrace it because you can't put it back in the box. But also just understand like what's being what's happening to us now in terms of marketing and fear, um, because at the end of the day, they're really using our data and, and, and pushing it back out and selling it to us. Right. These these language models do no good without information. And where are they getting the information? We from are the, the information from the people. Right. Which, so, which does make it dangerous, though, which is why AI is actually scary. The actual actual AI would be scary. But I think that we're going there, right? So I think that the, the, the thing about it is I think that this is just a personal opinion. I had this is not database when I say this. I think before chat GPT, a lot of us didn't recognize some of the some of what could be done with technology, right? We go to Google traditionally and we put a word in and we get an answer. We never think about what's actually happening for them to have that yeah, much Google data. Was machine learning. Yeah, they but no one thinks about well, it. Well, 15 years ago it, because it wasn't marketed to us that way. And that's the difference, right? But we don't we don't think about it that way. But now Which is why ChatGPT is a direct competitor. Yeah, but but uh, but again, 
It is, but it is all right because Bing is still terrible, yo. I, I was telling you the other day, I was like, yo, I got the Bing chatbot just because you can get GPT-4 in the Bing chatbot. It's still so terrible because it's trying to use a language model to answer search questions. And it's still like, it's, it's not there it's yet. It's wonky. But I think that this is opened up. And by the way, Google has their uh, their uh, conference tomorrow, um, their, 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 their annual conference they have. And I know it's going to be a lot of talk about what they're doing with Bard and all that. So I'm looking forward to that, too. This this episode will be out by then. But it reminds me of the conversation we often have about capitalism, right? We say that we have capitalism in this country, and we really don't. What we really have is corporatism, right? It's not true capitalism. Because if it's true it's capitalism... Feudalism, capitalism, but I mean, <laughs> feudalism, corporatism, uh, lots of isms, but... Yeah, the one we don't spark, have is capitalism. Yeah, we got spark madism, we got all those things, right? But if we had true capitalism, things would be allowed to fail, right? Die. That's just one that's just one example of but I say that because if we were looking at actual data sets and, and, and we're getting information that way, and, and the computer was actually learning and being artificially intelligent, um it wouldn't even restrict with data that you know, and again, it couldn't so restrict the data. But I was reading an article, I think it was either the New York Times, I think it's the New York Times, but I, don't misquote me on this, but it was talking about how um, there were folks in Kenya that uh, ChatGPT and Microsoft was paying like next to nothing to sort through a bunch of data to get rid of all the filth before it puts it in this test set. So, you know, the internet is full of all kinds of craziness. For sure. So it was taken out like a lot of the stuff that's deemed inappropriate, like, you know, sexual or just like too violent and not putting that as part of the data set. So it was like, at this point, you're, and so the, the, the article is trying to cook them too, though. The data is actually corrupted by that, though. This is where I'm, this is where I'm headed to. Um, and it was saying that, you know, first of all, it was trying to, it was trying to really play him. It was saying it was paying him like less than $3, like $2 an hour to sit around and do this all day long. All they're doing is churning out and looking. And I was sitting there thinking like, what kind of mental uh, 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 things are they going to be dealing with? When you're sitting there all day and you're watching people blow their heads oh, off and trauma baby porn. all day. Oh, yeah, you're going through all the trauma, the internet, to make sure it doesn't go into the test set. I'm like, what are you going to be dealing with? But, you know, that's a, that's a whole other uh, pod. But I was sitting there thinking, like, not that you shouldn't clean your data, because cleaning data is a part of um, data analysis, right? So that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is when you go... because you know, everybody true machine learning, true AI doesn't have a restricted data set, though, because you have to include all all the data for it to be true machine learning. And now, true I've AI. seen I've seen that debated, too. Right. And, and again, I don't fall. I don't fall on one way or the other. And the debate that I saw two data scientists having about that specific point is how do we know what true AI is? Right. Do, do we even know? Because sometimes you have to you have to sanitize data. But the sanitization of that data is generally based upon what specific thing you're dealing with, right? All right, to give you an example, um, on a day-to-day -day basis, I, I work in real estate data science. So when I'm looking at valuing a property, right, based upon my real estate knowledge, I know that this sale is not reflective of the market, right? That that comes from, you know, that that's comes from education. So I pull it out, right? So I'm, I'm you still have to sanitize your data, is what I'm saying. But we don't know what true AI is. Is true AI just dumping everything in and letting the machine figure it out? Or is it sanitizing your data to a certain extent? I've seen the debate both ways in the data science world. But the one thing I will say is some of these, let me give you an example, right? And I told you this, this is the funniest one to me, like 
you know, since this whole hype cycle began, which was Spotify. And this is the this is the by far the funniest one. I got an email from Spotify and it was saying that um use our new um artificial intelligence on Spotify and you know it can make a playlist for you. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, what was you doing before that? Yeah, well, <laughs> That would be yo. That's my question. So, what were you doing before that? Yeah. So that's kind of what I was like. Hold up, y'all been making me playlists for a lot of years at this point. What were you now, using? Now, now all of a sudden you got AI models making playlists. No, you already doing this. Like, you know. And I was joking just, with Jay. You, I was like, gave yo. a new. You just gave it a new name. Yeah, I was. I was joking with Jay. I was like, yo, I'm about to rebrand myself and just say I do AI with everything I do. Like, you know. Um, I mean, you really do. It's just not to a certain extent. So, so, so machine learning. All right, so I don't want to dig too deep into it, right? Because there's different types of models. And some of them are like off, off of the branch of AI, right? Whether we're talking about a gradient boosting model, whether we're talking about a language model, all these things are different branches. But true artificial intelligence is, all right, here's a, this is a dumb analogy, but just, just bear with me for a second. If I have a dog, right? And I come home and I... um. You know, I constantly go to the same cabinet, get my dog food, feed my dog, right? And eventually my dog understands that I'm doing this. So when I get up to go to that cabinet, he goes and waits for his food, right? That's that's the dog just paying attention, using reasoning and understanding that, hey, when he goes here, it's time for me to eat. Versus the dog getting up himself, going to the cabinet, grabbing his food and pouring his own food out and busting his own grub. Because now he's like, it was six o'clock. I got to go eat. That's the dog being artificially intelligent. He's thinking for himself. He's going to handle things himself. He's not using cues and, you know, just information to regurgitate things back. So he's actually thinking for himself. Hope that made a little bit of sense, Corey. I know it's kind of wild. No, that made, that made sense. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, if your dog could, they probably would. Like, but that's the thing, right? So think about, um, think about like in, in pop culture, think about uh, the Will Smith movie, I Robot. Right. Everything was cool when they had this code that they all stood by. Once they started thinking for themselves, that's when they started to take over. Right. That's artificial intelligence. When these robots and these computer systems start to think for themselves. Now, one of the things I heard Elon Musk talk about is that's quite possible. When you continuously feed a data and feed a data, who is the person to stop it? Like these things don't have souls. So it's not that it's impossible to get there. We're nowhere near there now. But I think that right now, um, people are using the the fear mongering and marketing to make a bunch of money. But I think it also makes us aware of where we're going. And to kind of like, you know, wrap this conversation and bring it back together. What I want for our folks to do is embrace the technology. Right. Because I see a lot of us fighting against it. I ain't doing that. I ain't touching that. But once it's out, the, once the cat is out the bag, like I, it ain't going back. It ain't going back in. Yeah, it's not going back. It's not going back. But also just also be aware that a lot of this is fear marketing. Um, and if you always have skills, the thing about having skills is your skills can always translate to something. Right. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about what are the new jobs going to be in the future? Yeah. There be people that specialize how, do you, how, do you, how do you train our people to get on the front end and not get kicked in the back and be on the back end? Yeah. That's really that's really what it is. Right. Because, you know. I don't have nothing against the rest of humanity, but what I do have is love for the part of humanity that looks like me. No, that's our work. That's our, so, our work is based on that. And so what I'm saying is, is that 
how do we get our people to be on the front end of it and don't get our teeth kicked in? Because what really happens is some everybody else gets on the front end, and then what we get left with is the scraps, right? And then what we do is we pay a premium for scraps, right? It's like paying $700 a month for a, a 2011 Honda Accord. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, 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 you getting a car that's going to work for another hundred thousand miles, but you also getting a model that's twelve years old. Shout out to the yeah. Honda Accords because y'all do be running when y'all twelve years old. Honda Accords get busy. Hey, listen again. You know, perfectly, joking, perfectly well. You know, well made car, but if you're paying seven hundred dollars a month for a Honda Accord, you're paying a premium for something for for the for the scraps. Yeah, because they got a 2023 that's going to get you them same amount of miles, and so instead of getting on the front end of it, you're getting on the back end of it. No, I understand. I understand your analogy, perfect, bro. Like it, it makes sense, and I just think that um, we need to really like um, focus on on studying the sciences, man. Like the way we look at science, right? So, so that's it's, start it's, with schooling. Like the vast majority of our kids go to public school. But I don't, mm-hmm. I want to get into this. I, I no, yeah, you better go to no, education. No, no, shout, no, shout no. to our brother. Shout to our brother, Kill Parker, man, because um the, the work that he does, and I know he watches our pod, and he'll probably see or listen to this. I just want to shout the brother out because the work that he does is so like important. Yeah, he's man, a black, I'm he's a black man, man, and I'm a black like mathematician this. who's out teaching our folks mathematics. So I mean, I listen, I told you, I tell people all the time, I give him the highest honor that I give anyone, which is I let him work with my children. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that that's the highest honor I can give anyone as far as, you know, what he does. Like he is a master at what he does because I trained my children and he took them to a different level to where, you know, again, my son is graduating with a degree a math-based degree at 16. He's graduating from a two-year college with a math-based degree at 16. Yeah, man. I know so, his graduation coming up, ain't it? Yeah, he graduate next week. So man, shout, the, to, shout to CJ, man. I don't know if y'all heard that, man. We're going we gonna to slow down and but, give CJ his props. He's so, 16 so. years old getting his associate's degree. So he'll be finished his bachelor's degree by the time by the time he finishes bachelor's degree. That's when I was just getting started, man. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's also getting some um, certifications, too, for what he wants to do. So he'll have all of that done by the time he turns 18. So he'll have a a degree. He'll have certifications. He'll have a bachelor's. He'll have his, you know, he's getting his high school diploma and his his, uh, two-year degree at the same time. Yeah. He'll have his four-year degree and he'll have uh, certifications by the time he turns 18. So he'll be able to do whatever it is that he wants to do. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Yeah, but part of that is due to, to a kill though, because I not to you know move off of that, but he's gonna be in a math, he's doing math-based things, and you know, again, I teach math, but I don't teach the higher level math that a kill mm-hmm. teaches, and the way he teaches it, I can't my son won't listen to me the way he listens, like he has some kind of whatever the juice he got, my son listens to that. Yeah. So, so I, but, but getting back to the topic though, because I like, and it is related to what you're saying. How do we get more of more of our youth, more of our more of our um our people to get into the sciences? The parent, the parents got to take control. Like everybody that's great at something, somebody put them on that path, and then they ran with it. You know, what I mean, the, the, the Williams sisters, they dad put them on the path at five. Tiger Woods, they dad put his dad put them on the path at three. Kobe Bryant, his dad put them on the path. 
You know what I mean? Like who somebody put them on the path early. But we also need more educators, right, that understand culture. And I say that because one of the things I've seen I kill work, and not to keep, you know, bringing him up, but he's a great example, is he makes the Everything lessons. Everything is culturally relevant. He makes the lessons culturally relevant. I was talking to him one time, and he told me something that, like, blew my mind. He was saying something as simple as when you're doing a word problem, making the names, name. changing the names to names that are culturally relevant has a huge impact on children picking up the information. And that sounded insane to me. He was like, no, actually, you stop saying Johnny has apples and you say Jamal. He said it actually makes a difference. And I was like, seriously? And he, he showed me the work. It, it, it actually makes a difference. So um, I think that part is important, man. Through his studies. Through yeah. his, he, he again, <laughs> data, through his data sets. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he, he figured it out through his data that the kids respond to that better. And that that's what makes the kid, again, he, he takes data all day. So I just want to say, um, in, in closing about our whole conversation about AI, right? Um, I definitely believe we're in a hype cycle. I think that the term is being overused. I understand why, though. But the technology also, is beastly. But I, yeah, I also like some of the technology. I'm not going to lie. I use it a lot for, like, outlines, cover letters. I was looking at one yesterday that does resumes. Um, so there's a lot of useful technology out there. Um, you know, so I'm just trying to embrace it as much as I can because I see where we're going. Um, to Corey's point, when you think about where we could go, it could get scary. But, you know, if you embrace it, it's less scary. Let's put it that way. Right. I would hate to be somebody that um, tries to shun it and not, not use it at all. It's like you ever have a homie come home that's been in jail for a long time and they look at a cell phone. Yeah, that's like, what I was crazy. about to say. I, <laughs> yeah, they come home and they be like, damn, like the world is just a whole different place. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that person the coming technology home. Technology didn't got away from them. Yeah, yeah. The world much. didn't stop when they was down. And that's the thing, man. I used to tell people that in reference to like um crypto. Oh, he's come. Oh man, and I said, look, technology doesn't care about your feelings. Technology's gonna move one way, and how you feel about it is really irrelevant. With that being said, man, Corey, you got any last words before we get out of here about um the AI hype cycle and what's going on? Yeah, just don't ignore it. Don't ignore it like you ignore crypto and stop ignoring crypto too, because those are, <laughs> those are technology companies. So stop ignoring technology because the technology is not going to stop getting better just because you don't know about it. The top, the technology is not going to stop. You have to, it's like not knowing how to count. Mm -hmm. Like literally it's not, it's like not knowing how to count. Yo, aging myself again. When I, when I first got into the real estate game, I was a teenager, right? And I went into a real estate office. I had I had got my license and I'm working. The MLS, the multiple listing service, that's how old I am, y'all. It's to be a giant book. It was a giant book. It wasn't even digitized yet. And I remember having conversations with like brokers back then, like, nah, the, the internet's going to change everything. And their response was like, whatever. No, it's not. Like, that doesn't make sense. They didn't, they didn't even want to embrace the internet. And I know that sounds crazy for anyone that's a millennial that's like grew up with the internet. But me and Corey are from a weird generation. We're like, we seen it all. It's funny <laughs> thing is, it's, some people call us millennials, but we're on the old end of the millennials. So we're either the, we're either the end of or Gen X or Gen, the early millennials. Gen, we Gen Whatever, we're, we're in the middle somewhere, right? But we're old enough to remember the internet not being a thing, but we also kind of like you know, have been around for the entire entirety of the internet. And people back then didn't think the internet would have the impact that it did, and now. Man, it's, it's how we communicate. It's how we work. It, it's part of our lives. And that's how technology works. 
And those that got on the internet early have found ways to monetize the internet. They found ways to live their life. They found ways to make their life more efficient. Right. right? And the last thing I'm going to say is please embrace it. Please pay attention. And I just want to put this one thing out there. When they start putting these language models on your um, Alexa and your, um, your, other, your, your, your other thing, I don't want to say it too loud because I got them all around the house because, you know, um, yeah. when they start putting those things on there, imagine that right imagine being able to say out loud like hey you know whatever your device is um write me an outline and send it to my phone like that's all you have to do is walk around your house and talk that's where we're that's, that's coming and that's not far off that's not far at all that's not far at all. all of these companies already have the devices in your house that's what i find interesting so again don't be afraid you know um as aaron hall would say don't be afraid um <laughs> But at the same time, just understand what it is that you're using. Understand that you're being marketed to with fear being used um, and embrace it, man. So that's all I got to say, man. Um, make sure you check out everything that we got going on. Um, check out our website, bythehood.com. Our camp's coming up soon. To get information about the camp, go to bythehoodcamp.com. Our registration for this year is not open yet, but you can put in your email address right on the site. And once we open up registration, anybody who gives us their email, we will contact you. Uh, through your email or your phone number and we will let you know when registration is opened up so you can do that at any time that's by the that's for the youth and one of the things we're going to talk about this year in camp is we have a whole section dedicated to data we're probably going to put a little bit of this um you know machine learning in there so yep we're adding that to the mix we're, add, we're definitely adding that because we're not again, letting our youngsters be on the back end so just to, just to, you know before we close out we teach the youngsters about budgeting we teach them about the stock market, cryptocurrency, real estate, data science, um, now artificial intelligence, um, data what sets. What else do we teach them about? Um, branding, branding. branding. All yeah, these man. things are a part of what the kids learn in our camp um, in the summer. So that's by the hoodcamp.com for more information about that. But listen, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make, it's about how much you keep. Game elevates, and we'll see you guys on our next episode. Peace.